Bill Edgar is the Coffin Confessor. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Just explain to our listeners what you do for a living. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, basically, what I do is I crash funerals on behalf of the deceased. And is that what you say to people at barbecues? I do now. I don't even have to say that now. They know who I am. Hey, <laughs> Bill, give us a story of when you've crashed a funeral. Well, we'll go to the first one, which was a client of mine. Uh, previously, we were, I was doing some investigative work for him. He was uh, terminally ill. He was knocking on death's door. Um, we started talking about death and the afterlife. And uh, I suggested he leave a, a eulogy, do his own eulogy, a movie or, or something, you know. But he said his family wouldn't play it. The priest probably wouldn't play it. It'd be too confronting. So I said... Uh, how about I crash your funeral for you? Three weeks later, you took me up on the offer, and uh, later on, I did. Exactly what, that. What'd you say? Well, whilst his best mate was performing the eulogy, I'd stand up and I'd tell, introduce myself and then tell him to sit down, shut up, and listen to what his mate had to say about him. And it wasn't uh, very favourable. It was basically outing him for trying to uh, hook onto his wife while he's on his deathbed. <sighs> Oh, my gosh. So people actually bring you in for vindictive reasons? Oh, not any vindictive. I mean, these people are, I mean, some of them are in palliative care or on their deathbed waiting for loved ones to visit them. No one visits them. They're just going through their assets before they're even dead. They're turning mm. to vultures. So, you know, unfortunately, we become the worst people when, it, when people are dying. I don't know what it is, but we do. But anyway. What a sad now, thing. Now, Bill. Take me back to that funeral. So you got up, and did you say it was his best mate or his brother giving the eulogy? No, it was his best mate. So I attend the, uni- the, the funeral as uh, one of the mourners. I sit amongst family and friends, and I have a precise time that I'm to interrupt the service. And uh, this particular time was when the uh, best mate was performing the eulogy. Another service was when a priest said, let us pray. And I said, no, no one's praying today. What? Uh, Hang on, you Bill, have you ever out? been told to just get out? How, how, how do people receive you when you bust in and over the top of a priest? I look at shock, but at the same time, everybody wants to know what their loved ones left unsaid. Yeah. I mean, you get the crowd on your side and you're pretty well right. You're at a funeral and some people are looking at other people going, why the hell are you here? You haven't seen him in 30 years. Bill, this is one of the most amazing professions, and your stories yeah. are just incredible. So I'm, I'm obsessed with that first one, though. So what happened? The best mate's given the eulogy. You get up and interrupt, and you say, you, you out him, and then what happens? He flew the doubt. He took off. <laughs> um, he basically walked out, and then I had to uh, name three other people, ask them to stand up, and then I told them to F off because they shouldn't have been at the service either. <gasps> And they left with a few other people. And then people left because they thought they were going to be targeted. <laughs> this is a disaster, but it's one of those car crashes you can't look away from. I said, funeral, why not? Uh, they can do what they want. I, sp- I suppose <laughs> okay. it raises the question. You still yeah. have ownership and directorship of your own funeral and yeah. the way you want to go out, right? That's exactly it. And some people don't want a religious funeral, but all the people left behind the living, they're the ones that do everything. Mm. And yet, I'm not there to respect the living. I'm there to respect my client. Mm. But I guess the living have a grief process that that kind of dictates their reason for wanting to go with a religious service. Have you ever thought about that? I have no care or concern about that. None at all. It's about my client. My client doesn't want a religious service. He tells me he doesn't want one. He won't have one. 
What sort of money do people pay you to get you to do this sort of stuff? Oh, up to $10,000 a funeral, but they don't need the money where they're going and I've never had a complaint. Do you... <laughs> well, no, I guess you wouldn't. Um, how do you verify who you are when you actually start these kinds of exposés in the middle of funerals? Oh, basically, I just stand up, introduce myself, and uh, I have an envelope. I open the envelope and I, I read exactly what's said. Now, if anybody, a family member, wants to be uh, really sure that I've been engaged, I take a... Uh, a recording of me and my client, plus is a uh, contractual yeah. agreement that's been signed, like an affidavit or something like that. Bill, yeah, of course, you, yeah. You are a yeah, oh, interesting, interesting unit. Yeah. I'm enjoying this, and I want to know more. So, um, it's not just the speeches at the funerals that you do. Sometimes they task you with a mission to maybe delete some files or throw some stuff in the bin. What about those stories? Yeah, that's correct. So basically. Um, for instance, an 88-year-old gentleman had a fall. He was taken to hospital. He was told he'll never return home. He'll die in hospital. And he just wanted to get back to his place no matter what to clean it out. And a nurse there told him about my services. And uh, he engaged me to go back to his home. He said, what you're going to find is confronting, but I do not want my sons or my daughter-in-laws to find this. And uh, you'll be confronted when you find it and destroy it for me. So I went to his property and it was a... Uh, what you call it, sex dungeon. Um, for an 88-year-old man, it was, it was bizarre. It had some bizarre things in there. So it's Australia's it was Mr Grey, essentially. Well, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. What but was in there, more. Bill? Sorry? What was in the sex dungeon? Oh, look, there was sex swings. There was uh, latex gloves, masks, uh, handcuffs, chains, uh, candles. Uh, it was all gathered and uh, incinerated, all on film for my client. So when I showed my client the, the actual uh, film, he was very happy and uh, that was it. Yeah. And he could go to the grave with a clear but, mind. Have you written a book, Bill? No, I haven't. No. Reckon you should. should. I? Yeah, mate, I'd buy it. I'd <laughs> read that. Well, you know, or we can just talk to you for the next three hours. I've still got so many questions about this. When I tell people what well, I do in this role, they say to me, how'd you get into that? So what do you say when people ask you that question? Well, I, I've got to say the funniest thing that's happening of late is that people are starting to request me to, to turn up at their viewing and uh, people are actually petrified of being buried or cremated alive. So they want me to pinprick them and see if there's any reaction. Mm. Uh, your bill, you're making that up. No, sir, they are the requests I'm getting. Look, Yeah, I and can fear, name, fear. I, that, that would be my greatest fear, being buried alive. Bill, you're telling me that you go to viewings with a pin and you poke the cadaver. No, I said they're the request I've been getting. Oh, I haven't done it, but would I do it? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Why not? <laughs> because family members will be like, oh, my God, that guy just poked grandma. Like, that's not on. <laughs> well, people want mobile phones put in their coffins. They want alcohol. They want uh, Some people want a Perspex window put in. Other people want hose tubes from their coffin all the way up to the air. Okay. Uh, hey, Bill, mm. um, what what about the psychology of the way that this is um, avoidance of dealing with an issue while you're alive? Does that make sense? So you're sort of giving them an option whereby they don't have to deal with this issue that's clearly bugging them while they're alive. You're sort of their get-out-of-jail-free card. Is that a, a healthy way to deal with your issues? Oh, if they want to do it that way, why not? It's their funeral. They can do what they want. But at the same time, you're talking about those left behind now. They have to deal with it. Mm. You know, a bit of collateral damage maybe. But at the same time, if a psychologist comes out and says, 
oh, you know, that's really bad or it's detrimental to the people's health left behind, well, obviously the psychologist is going to get a lot more work, aren't they? Hey, Bill, did you have to go to a bikey's funeral once? Yes, that was very confronting. So uh, a bikey uh, engaged me to uh, basically let it rip, which is RIP, rest in peace, but he said let it rip, uh, that he was uh, gay and that his lover was in the crowd. Um, I wasn't to out the lover, but I was to... uh, Yeah, basically let everybody know he was gay. But, you know, truth be told, that bikey's best mates or loved ones, they already knew. You know, it was just the others that didn't know and some got offended, yes, but it is what it is. Well, there's a lot we can learn from a person you li- like you, Bill. I'm still mm. not entirely sure what it is, but this has been a very enlightening chat. <laughs> Fascinating, Bill. <laughs> uh, listen, if you guys are on your way home, if you were to die right now, you know, what's at home that you don't want to see home? Jeez, Bill. There's another thing. Yeah, probably the uh, internet browser history. <laughs> if you could delete that for me, Bill, that'd be good. <laughs> not a problem. Uh, Bill Edgar, the coffin confessor. Wow. Uh, if anyone wants to engage you for your services, how can they do that? Uh, just Google or go on to Coffin Confessions. They can upload their own eulogy confession or message for a loved one. Any clients of yours who might be listening right now here in WA, Bill? I have um, a couple of clients. I have one in WA, yes. Um, I have a few clients uh, ready to go. I mean, and I say that, no pun intended, but mm. uh, they are ready to go. But uh, I can disclose one of those is a grandfather that... Uh, Won a lot a long time ago. He never told his family, and his family thinks he's an astute businessman that's made millions. And wow. He's never worked a day in his life. And how, what a theme how for you today. Gonna, how are you going to drop that bombshell at the funeral? Oh, that would be great because he's also left uh, gifts for everybody. Oh, what a wonderful thing. That's a beautiful note to leave it on, that you actually do sometimes bring joy to a funeral. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Bill Edgar, the Coffin Confessor, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care.